0: What's up guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today we're looking at Leviticus 15, 16, and 17. Now, the most famous thing and probably the most important thing we are reading about today is the Day of Atonement. And that's in chapter 16. And God gives instructions to them on how they're supposed to celebrate God's atonement for their sin. And here's how they do it. First of all, Aaron takes a bull and he is going to offer this bull as a sin offering for himself. So his sins are going to be covered. And then once that happens, it says they're going to take two goats And the whole chapter describes this. One goat is going to be a sin offering for the people, and the other is going to be like this other kind of sin offering, but not really offered. It's going to have all of the sins of the people figuratively put on this goat, and then they were going to have this goat wander off into the wilderness and bear the sins of the people. So that's what's described here. And all of this is symbolism that points forward to what Jesus is going to do. He's the one who takes the sin on himself. And I even like... How it's put here, it's really helpful. It says that, this is verse 20 to 22, that area. God says that you should take this live goat. Aaron should lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and their transgressions and all their sins. Basically, confessing the sins of the entire nation here. And it's like his hands are on this this goat's head. And it's like the, the sin is getting transferred to him in this figurative way. And it says, once that happens, the goat shall bear the iniquities on itself to a remote area. So the the goat's going to walk away off into the wilderness. And it says, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. So it's like they're carrying all the sins away from the camp or away from the community, off into the wilderness. And that's a helpful picture, that our sins are transferred onto somebody who's going to take them away from us, right? And and we actually get the term scapegoat, if you ever know what that is. It usually means the person that you blame for something that goes wrong, right? It's like all of the, the blame goes on this goat here, because the people of Israel have done sin, and they're transferring it to somebody else. So that's what the Day of Atonement was all about here. And in chapter 15, also, in chapter 17 that surround it we get the ideas of cleanness and uncleanness. And that's very prominent, especially in chapter 15. All the things that are called unclean, they're again, not necessarily sinful and wrong, but God doesn't want them going to worship and do the things of God while they've got these uncleannesses. And then also chapter 17 gives more information about where to sacrifice and what they should and shouldn't do. And the main thing there in chapter 17 is he doesn't want them to drink blood. I think the main reason for that is because that is what the people of the land did. And it was this was used in these sinful sacrifices and stuff. So they were not supposed to do that. They're supposed to get as far away from that worldly stuff as they possibly could. So that's chapter 15, 16, and 17 of Leviticus. Very important stuff, especially as we talk about the day of atonement, because uh, we're going to see connections to the day of atonement, even in the new Testament. So speaking of the new Testament, we are in chapter 27 of Matthew. We're only looking at the first half of this chapter, but so much happens here. Um, especially when we're thinking about the the goat that takes on the sins of the people of Israel, what we're going to see is Jesus take on the sins of his people in a very ironic way, because one of the main things that happens here is, is he's mocked. Jesus is mocked um, over and over again. They, they choose Barabbas. Um, Pilate delivers Jesus to be crucified, and then they mock Jesus. And the amazing thing is while Jesus is being mocked, And while they're saying you can save others, but you can't save yourself. All this stuff is going on in this chapter in Matthew 27. He is bearing the sins of his people, just like um, the Passover lamb in Exodus 12, just like the day of atonement goat in the, in what we read today in the book of Leviticus. So it's so important to make those connections to see all those symbolisms in the Old Testament were pointing forward to the reality of what Jesus was going to do because we know even looking back at the Old Testament the blood of bulls and goats all that stuff the sacrifice it never really took away their sins it was a symbol it was a it was a ceremony they were supposed to do to show that God was gonna have to take away their sins. so um, some more things that happen here one thing that happens that I kind of just glanced over is the crowd chooses Barabbas and I don't want to make too much of this but I think it's important what goes on here because when the crowd chooses Barabbas, Pilate makes it available for either Jesus or Barabbas to be chosen to be released um, as like a, a good thing that Pilate would do at their feast. And the feast that they're celebrating here was Passover. So Pilate does this so that they choose Jesus. He doesn't want them to choose Barabbas because Barabbas apparently was a really bad guy. It says he started an insurrection, which basically meant he was a, he was like a terrorist. He was doing some really bad things to the people. So that's what he was responsible for. But the people choose him over Jesus. And it's interesting because if you know what Barabbas' name means, Bar means son. Abba, you probably know that word. It means father. This word means son of the father. So that was his name or his nickname or whatever. Maybe that wasn't his real name, but that was what he's referred to as, son of the father. It's very interesting that when you have Jesus and the guy named son of the father, right? jesus is sacrificed and son of the father is released and it's just amazing because guess who's really you know the son of the father well it's it's jesus so um, it's an interesting connection we make here and also um, as we look at the crucifixion of jesus i just want you to notice how jesus handles himself as he goes to be sacrificed he is like the silent lamb who is led to the slaughter at the passover he doesn't fight he doesn't try to go against god's plan here he embraces God's plan and he does it. And he really does it cause he loves us. And it's an amazing thing that when we see this and see what Jesus did, know that he did this for all of his people, uh, not just this first generation, not just the disciples, but he also did it for us. So that's amazing. And it helps me be encouraged as I look to this to say, I wanna be a person who uh, suffers like Jesus. That when it comes time to doing hard things for God, I don't wanna be fighting against God or, or doing anything like that. I wanna be like Jesus was here. Um, very firmly and confidently doing what god wants even if it's really hard so all right guys so much good stuff for us to read today and so much good for us to take away so make sure that as you read and as you pray that um, you ask god to keep showing you good things from his word so that's all for today we'll see you back to tomorrow for another daily bible reading snapshot